The city of Venice is a unique city in the entire world. It is comprised of 100 and 110, 120 small islands in northeast Italy. And these islands are separated by canals and connected by hundreds of bridges. I think there's over 400 bridges in Venice. Today, or I should say before COVID, it was a major tourist attraction. But in medieval Europe, it was a naval powerhouse and one of the economic hubs of Europe and, and perhaps even the world. But the city-state's strengths, its seafaring ways and its, its commercial activity, it also made them very vulnerable to the Black Death, to the bubonic plague, uh, and to outbreaks of the plague, which began uh, in the mid-14th century, but it happened, in, it happened from time to time over the next several centuries. So the Venetians, they, they took matters into their own hands. They began to take people who were infected or suspected of being infected, and they put them on two islands far away from the city proper. And then later, when ships would come to Venice looking to dock, they made them anchor off one of these islands for 40 days. The Venetians, they called this uh, quarantena, from, from the Venetian word for 40, 40 days. And that's the, the origin of our English word for quarantine. You know, quarantine is something that for most of us before the pandemic was just a concept. Now, we prob probably most of us have personal experience of being quarantined. But the Venetians, even though they came up with the word, the concept was with us in antiquity. And we see that in our readings today. You know, our first reading, it essentially tells us what to do if someone's suspected of having leprosy. They're to go to Aaron or one of his descendants, the Levitical priests. The priest is to examine them. And if it is uh, indeed leprosy the person suffers from, they're declared unclean. And we're told that they dwell apart. Uh, they, they, are, they no longer dwell among society. They are separated and isolated from the community. And then, of course, we see in our gospel, we see that Jesus heals a man uh, who suffers from leprosy miraculously. You know, leprosy is a deadly disease if it's not treated. So to be diagnosed with leprosy was to get a very bad prognosis, there was a very bad prognosis. It meant that you were um, isolated from society, from family, from friends. It meant you were isolated from the liturgical life of Israel. You could not go to temple to worship, to offer sacrifice. You could not go to synagogue to hear the word of God and, and to be taught. So when this Leper approaches Jesus. He's not asking him for some kind of cosmetic miracle. He has everything riding on this. And Jesus says, I do will it. Be made clean. And instantly he is so. You know, this gospel contains a real and true miracle. Uh, Jesus truly cured this man. But everything Christ does has uh, more than one meaning. 
there's a deeper spiritual truth that he's communicating by this action. And speaks about the reality of sin, but also his power to wipe sin away. Sin is like leprosy. It's a disease. It's in the blood, so to speak. And sin, uh, it too isolates. Quarantines us. You You look at what's wrong with the world. You turn on the nightly news and you say, what's wrong with people? Why are they doing this or that? Sin causes division. But the greatest isolation that sin causes is it can isolate us from God. You know, when we are baptized, God himself comes to dwell within us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he pours into our hearts the supernatural virtue of charity so that we can love God with God's own love. Faith, hope, and charity are poured into our hearts. But when we sin, this supernatural life of grace is weakened. When we sin venially, it's weakened. And when we sin mortally, we've severed it. We've severed that life of grace. We've isolated ourselves, quarantined ourselves from God, so to speak, from that intimate and unceasing union with God that we are called for. You know, St. Augustine said, you have created us. For yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. And we're uh, willingly embracing that restlessness. Uh, we're, We're moving away from the one in whom we can have true rest. But our readings also give us the antidote. The antidote is a person. Jesus reaches out and touches this leper, instantly healing him. It shows us that he is our savior, the power of his mercy and grace. He comes to heal us. And when we go to confession, even though we go before a priest himself, a person infected with the disease of sin, and he raises his hand and gives us absolution, it's as if Jesus were saying to us, I do will it be made clean. Once we've received his mercy and been healed of the disfigurement of sin, we come to the altar of God. We come to Mass and receive the Eucharist. St. Ignatius of Antioch, one of the the great early doctors of the church, um, he wrote this on the Holy Eucharist. He said, the Holy Eucharist is the medicine of immortality, the antidote for death, and the food that makes us live forever in Jesus Christ. Of course, we need first to be healed and forgiven in the confessional, but once that's taken place, the Eucharist serves as the medicine which staves off the disease of sin, an inoculation to keep us alive in Christ into eternity. You know, Lent is is coming up on Wednesday, and Lent, too, has this aspect of quarantine. It's 40 days. 40 days where we should isolate ourselves, not from God, not from family or friends. We should isolate ourselves, in a sense, from the world. We should isolate ourselves from those circumstances that are are tempting to uh, bring us away from the Lord. Lent is a time for us to pick up two tried and true weapons, so to speak, to wage the spiritual battle that is the Christian life. Confession and the Eucharist. This Lent 
let's all resolve to make one really good confession, to go and allow uh, us to hear the words of the priest, I absolve you, and know that it's as if Christ were saying to us, I do will it be made clean. And let's make frequent use of the Eucharist, frequently come to receive our Lord in Holy Communion, this antidote, the medicine of immortality, which staves off the, the, the disease of sin, strengthens us against the disease of sin. And I'll add a third to it, to come and make frequent visits to the Blessed Sacrament. You know, this, this leper was actually quite audacious. Uh, he was, um, you know, as we heard in our first reading, he should have stayed off at a distance and yelled, unclean, unclean. That was the letter of the law. But he comes close to Christ and kneels down. He has this confidence that Christ is bigger than his leprosy. We ought to have the same confidence about Christ. He is bigger than our sins. He's bigger than our troubles in life, our difficulties. So we ought to come here uh, before our Lord in the tabernacle and kneel down and cast our cares upon him, ask him uh, to, to heal us, to help us, to guide us. Let's make, uh, let's, let's make use of visiting the Blessed Sacrament to come and imitate the leper, to kneel down and to cast our cares upon Christ. Let's make this Lent a 40 days where we turn to the Lord so he can make us the saints he created us to be.